This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to Alyssa Explains It All. Today's episode we have actually recorded months ago, um, and it was while we were doing a series interviewing adult entertainers. And um, I love this interview so much, so I'm glad that we're able to bring it to the podcast. It is on my YouTube channel, so if you wanted to actually watch it, this is a very special one because you can watch it on my YouTube. Um, And... We spoke to, we, I keep saying we because I just feel like producer Matt is also doing all of the interviews, but he's just emotionally supporting me from the, from the, from the wings. Anywho, uh, I spoke to Lindsay Banks and we had such a lovely conversation. She is so sweet and warm and kind. It was like, I think one of the best interviews that we had in that whole series. So I'm very excited for you to listen to it. And I know you all are going to be obsessed with her. So without further ado, Lindsay Banks. Yay. Welcome, Lindsay. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me today. I'm super excited. I'm so happy that you came to chat with me. So but I first want to know like, what your journey has been getting into camming. How did this whole career start for you? Wow. Well, I guess it started almost 10 years ago and it was by accident. I stumbled upon it through a Craigslist ad. Oh, I had wow. no idea what it was. I had no idea. I just knew that I needed money and I needed it fast. I was like, is this even real? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was very like, make 500 to $5,000 in a, a week, right. whatever kind of thing. And I was like, okay, let me just make the minimum payout and see if it's legit. It was legit. And it was very, a very private thing for me at first. Not very many people in my life knew that I was doing it. That kind of led me into a lot of other opportunities in the industry. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of performers and users And it's just so crazy how small of an industry it really becomes once you kind of get, it's just like any other industry, right? So from there, I became, one of my first achievements was becoming a Fleshlight uh, girl. So cool. (laughs) Yeah. And then I eventually ended up being a brand ambassador for that site. Then I became a brand ambassador for another site. I've been able to travel. I don't know. It's just, and then (laughs) when the traveling stopped because of the pandemic, I was able to just jump right back into camming that I've always been doing just like normal. So it's been up and down, but mostly just kind of going up. Even still now, I've been doing a lot more VR stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel like it just feels like it's brand new again, starting over, learning so many more different things, always learning, always learning. Yeah, the industry has changed since you started and how you're like adapting to it. The VR thing, like that is like, how did you sit there and go, that's what, that's the next step, VR, that's amazing. And also, I guess sort of explain how, you include virtual reality in your camming because it's so cool. I started streaming in VR with live cam 
And that kind of opened a little, it was like a little doorway, I guess, that kind of opened and I dipped mm-hmm. my feet in and I was like, I need to do more. I don't know how, I, I was on a, an app called Clubhouse and I made some friends and they were very into like tech and computers and this and that. Mm-hmm. They're like, you need to do this. So I ended up branding um, my own VR headset and allowing users to kind of also kind of bring them into the VR space with me if they hadn't already been exposed to it. Getting to hear people tell me about like even just their first experiences in VR with me. I just have this feeling that I can't stop because there's so many more, I think, opportunities that should be open to sex workers and adult Mm -hmm. leaders that stream in VR or want to do things in the tech space. Right. Right. I want to bring other performers along. So I've been starting to interview other performers or industry peers. And so when you do the VR experiences, it's sort of as like, from what I saw, it's sort of like you're immersing yourself into the experience of like, I'm in the room with you at that time, right? Yeah. So when I'm streaming, all you can see is a 180 view. So it's just everything this way. And whenever I upload a video or a clip, I can do 180, but... I have been doing a lot of 360. So you can see everything like around the front, behind, up, down, ceiling to the floor. One time I remember I like touched the screen like this because there was something on it. And somebody was like, oh my God, it just felt like I was like touching their eyebrow because it, they were so in the moment, I suppose. Yeah. There, there was somebody that was a paraplegic man. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, the first time he will never forget the first time that he put on a VR headset. And he started moving around. He said it felt like he could walk again. I was like, what? What? Wow. What? Like just the power that it has to just physically, physically make you feel something different or maybe something that you've never felt before. It's so nice to hear how much of the like sex work industry and adult industry really is about just like connecting with people. That person just knowing that they had like a, a sort of an experience of walking an experience of doing things that they haven't been able to do. Like that's amazing. Yeah, it, it's really, I'm a part of their experience too. And I'm like, right. it's so crazy. It's, it's really, it's been really great. Love Honey is the biggest sex store on the internet, so you know it has all the latest and greatest toys to satisfy any desire or fantasy you might have. If you have a vulva or you want to treat someone who does, the Love Honey Womanizer 12 Days of Play has got you covered. It is a 12-piece gift set and it is full to the brim with exciting toys and sensory treats worth $164 and it's only $120. This is an amazing way to explore something new with a partner or on your own and it's a great gift to help spice things up around the holidays since they are coming up, they are right around the corner. Give the gift of pleasure and a little bit of adventure, surprise perhaps. With over 20 years of industry-leading success and a 100-day money-back guarantee, you can't go wrong. Thank you, Love Honey, for sponsoring this video. I will say, when I first started camming, it was maybe about two or three years in. I remember attending the first adult convention that I went to, which was AVN. There is a big difference between the porn industry and the cam industry. We're just branches off of the adult industry in general, but it was a big transition for camming to be accepted into the adult industry as a whole because you can see in the industry there's been a change in where everything was very focused on porn. I think the pandemic really fast forwarded us 
10, 20 years into the future with platforms noticing and seeing like, whoa, there's always been like this middleman, right? Which is the platform. Mm -hmm. Camming has really helped and social media has really helped take that middleman out. So companies have now started to have to reinvent themselves on how they can stay relevant to us, the performers. Because they don't have as much of a control anymore. You have it sort of all in your own hands. Mm -hmm. And I think porn performers, like we've, we've also been a lot more accepted, I feel like now in the industry, because with camming, some cameras start doing pro porn and some people that do pro porn have now started doing camming as well, Mm -hmm. especially with the pandemic, like the whole industry shut down. Nobody could shoot, nobody could like, you know, and they're like, what the heck? Like we need to make money. So they were signing up on the platforms and like our industry did really well during the pandemic, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird to say. Um, well, I mean, it, it happened though. There, of course, like a pandemic is a pandemic and, and uh-huh. it's there's so much about it that's going to be terrible, but there are obviously, it changed our whole, like it changed everything. It really did. People yeah. even just like in corporate offices, everyone's working from home now. You're very lucky that you were in an industry yeah. that- We had a little jump start. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You're sort of like an icon in the cam world. You're queen of cam. So I guess it wouldn't really touch you as much, but do you feel like in the community, there's like a little bit more competition because there's just more of you? I still do believe that there is room for everybody in the virtual industry of cam, you know, and the adult industry. But I feel if anything, there's a lot more space within the cam world. It sucks that, you know, it might not work for everybody because it's a transition to get even used to being online your first week. So as far as competition, I feel it depends on your work ethic. (laughs) It really depends on your work ethic because you just have to keep going. There's going to be dry times for everybody, for every camera. You can be the most beautiful, the most mainstream porn star, Mm -hmm. but there's always going to be that dry time with camming. It's always just been like that. If any, if anything, there's competition between the customers, to be honest. <laughs> they're like, no, I want to tip you. And then somebody's right. like, no, I, I'm your main. Like, I'm going right, like, to right. jump them and like freaking tip you more. Or I'm going to take you private to take you away from all these people. So if anything like that's kind of where I see the competition. Uh, because with between performers, we can always help each other. I know I'm not the only one, but someone like myself that at the very beginning of my, let's say, career, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I said earlier, um, I wish I had somebody, I wish I had, I even knew to look into or research people research this girls that want to be in the industry before they join. Whoa. I did not know. And I'm like, Holy shit. She really like researched like her favorite performers, what they're doing in the room, like taking tips, advice, going to certain things. I'm like, wow, I didn't do that. I'm now that people sort of have like a leg up, I guess, because all of the information is out there. One of the questions that I got from my followers was how often do you work? And it seems like it sort of varies because it's up to you really, but how often would you say that you are working? So that depends for me, whether I'm under contract or not. Typically under contract, I have to work a minimum. It will vary, but typically 60 hours per month. Wow. I, I used to do more than that. I used to work a lot more than that when I first was camming. Like, was it worth it? Well, you know, I, I did good working, but, you know, I have to take my time to recuperate and then come back. But yeah. now it, it definitely varies uh, now that I've established myself and I do have a fan base that I've lowered how much I work for sure. I had somebody kind of do a little bit of math for me one time and they're like, oh, you only work like 12 hours this week or 
something like that, 15 hours. And I still did really well. So I'm like, you know, I, I try not to pressure myself too much. I feel like mm-hmm. I've, I've worked enough to get to a point to where I try not to feel bad if I'm not online as, as long or as much, just because there's so much behind the scenes right. work that it's almost like 24 hours in my head. If you're working for yourself, so much of like, you're not, even if you're not like actually sitting there and like working or like camming and actually like doing the physical part, of it, it's just, uh, it's the amount of brain space that it takes up to work for yourself is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Actually, one of the questions that we had was what is a prep day normally like? <laughs> are you like in sweatpants right up until before? Or are you like, like a shave everything, like eyebrows down type of girl? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So it varies for me. Most of the time I go on lately with some pajamas. I'll be in like, sometimes I'll wear like the clothes I was wearing the day before. And I'm like, oh, I just woke up y'all, you know, hey. And then sometimes if it's something a little more special, I'll do my makeup, I'll dress up, mm-hmm. I'll even set up maybe the background is like messaging people, hey, I'm about to be online prepping, Beautiful. I guess. Yeah, um, it doesn't really have to do a, a lot with my, not physical appearance, but let's say like what I'm going to wear or right. I don't worry too much about that. If my lighting is okay, I'm like, oh, I'll do all right. But just like the hours, there's a lot of flexibility what I can do and how I present myself right. in front of a, my camming. Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, you, I feel like you also can create like whatever type of character you are to the people who view you. And so if you want to create your character to be somebody who's like minimal makeup and like natural, you can do that. And like, that's, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I feel like that's where it's at because yeah. you could just be, you could be rolling out of bed and everyone would, that's exactly what people want. Yeah. I used to sleep with my computer next to me because I would wake up, <laughs> I would Smart. wake up and I'd be like, I really did just wake up y'all like, Hey, whatever. And so I would go to sleep logging out mm-hmm. of cam and then I would wake up logging into cam. So, oh, that's fun. It feels like a sleepover. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so sometimes it would be the same people coming back to see me like, Oh, Hey, you know, last night was fun. Like, Oh my God, I know whatever it it makes also those days that I do dress up and I do take the time Mm -hmm. maybe to celebrate someone's birthday or if I want to dress up in a cosplay and maybe have fun playing a different character it makes those days extra special yeah yeah totally totally do you feel like being a part of the adult industry affected any of your dating life at all or do you feel like it's sort of you know you find the people who are cool with it and and you from move forward 100% it has affected really dating and even if let's say I've had a partner that's been okay or you know cool with what I do it still affects it and yeah it's definitely been something that I've had to learn to navigate and grow into myself and be confident about what I do because I'm very straightforward now whenever somebody asks me about you know what I do as far as if we've already gotten to know each other a little bit and I'm like you know, this is what I do. I'm, if you're not okay with it, then this is not going to work out just right off the bat. I feel like that's the way to go. Kind of like cut it off where, because I feel like even if there's even a little hint of that little doubt, it's like, this is, if it's going to sit near in their mind like that, it's not really worth, you know, pursuing much further. I would assume it's always those guys who are going to be like, yeah, no, I'm totally cool with it. That's yeah, totally fine with it. And then two months later, they're like, what are you doing? You know, they're like, what? Who's this guy? Right. Please. Yeah. I was in a relationship when I first started camming. And that was, I guess, where I had the most issues. Um, 
getting a a grip of like, oh my God, is this how a guy is going to be when, while I'm in this industry? But thankfully, I've had way better experiences since then, meeting people that, you know, have a lot more opened of a mind, maybe even understand, um, I guess you, in a sort of way, like the entertainment industry. It's so interesting that you still sort of run into a little bit of resistance there. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just you anyway. Exactly. But because I have a lot of power, to be honest, to mm -hmm. say, no, I don't want to do that when I'm camming, or I could just log right. out. I like my yeah. freedom to be able to say no to any requests that's made for me, no to a certain time frame that might not work for me to be online, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so it feels good. It's empowering. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It sounds like you have really strong boundaries. Like you, you know exactly where your like comfort level starts and ends. And that's really like all you can ask for. I get the sense that people who are asking for custom content are relatively understanding of when you're like, no, not going to be for me. It feels almost more like a collaboration. Like it's less of like this person, you know, demanding things from you and shut, you know, you shutting them down and more like, let's make this content that I will enjoy together. You know? No, I will say that there are times that I do get the occasional person that's like, that it becomes an issue. But you learn over time kind of how to handle those people, right? Because there are people that still want to push that boundary and the envelope of like wanting you to do more or do something mm -hmm. that you don't want to do. And, you know, that's your decision whether you want to keep doing it because you're in a paid show and you want to keep getting paid. Or right, right. if you're like, no, that's that's a no, that's on my no list. And you can end the show yourself or, you know, continue the show and pivot to something. Different. Right, right. One of the other questions that we got was about... Um, how you feel the industry may or may not have affected your mental health. Like, do you feel like the type of work or even just doing that type of work and having to deal with other people's opinions of that work have affected your mental health over time? Uh, at the beginning, it was tough. It was, it was tough because I had to stay strong for myself. Um, there was a lot of people judging me, family members, friends. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I've just really stuck to my guns. And mentally, I had to almost kind of put up some kind of shield. Like, cause I'll get negative comments just even in the chat, let alone, you know, from the people around me that I knew. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know that this was gonna be something that I did long-term maybe let's see I was several years in before I was like okay no like if somebody somebody's gonna be some kind of way towards me about this like I just don't have space or the mental mm -hmm. capacity to handle somebody being like not being okay with what I do especially you know if they don't take the opportunity to learn about my experience in my industry or in my mm -hmm. career and why I'm doing what I do, why I'm continuing to do it. It's very consensual. Um, and I'm very proud of what I've been able to accomplish. So if somebody can't be happy for me with that and be at the place where I'm at now, where I've completely accepted and I'm, I'm happy, like, so weird to say that even right now, um, <laughs> you know, that I'm very content and happy with my own legacy and what I've left for myself to look back on and be like, wow, I did that. I did that. Mm hmm yeah, I mean, I feel like you've had, oh, <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> no, but that is such a great feeling. And, and, you know, you're doing that in an industry where people are going to always have some sort of like mixed opinion, but to be able to like 
stand back and really look at it and be like, I am thriving in an industry that so many people are, are going to so badly not want you to thrive in and you do it anyway. And you do it while also bringing like the, the VR stuff is so cool. Wanting to bring that to other people in the industry too is amazing too. Thank you. Like, <laughs> I'm like, is this therapy? Or I'm like, oh my God, I'm feeling some type of way. I didn't know what I was going to feel like on here. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look back at your whole journey, do you, would you think you would do anything differently? Or do you feel like it's sort of a, every, even the missteps sort of lead you to where, mm -hmm. where you're learn. meant to be? Yeah. yeah. Like there's definitely things that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I could have said something about this or changed maybe something mm -hmm. in a contract or been like, let me take some time to think about this and I'll get back to you instead of like maybe answering right away. But then I, I think about it and I'm like, mm -mm, I needed to yeah. learn that lesson. I needed to go through that. And especially if there's other people that are going or experiencing something like that, um, not advice. I don't want to say advice because maybe they won't take it, but like, you know, yeah, but it's like guidance, you know, yeah, exactly. totally, yeah. totally. You went through a whole bunch of stuff. So maybe someone else doesn't have to, you know, exactly. What do you feel like, is maybe like a misconception or like a general message you would want to give to like mainstream people who who would maybe not like see you in this sort of context otherwise this is the first thing that's kind of coming to my head but that i'm a very sexual person because i'm not <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not very sexual i understand so deeply because i don't know pretty much anyone who, whether it's been through these interviews or even the people who I know who work in like the coaching or sex therapy space, almost all of us are not not nearly as sexual and like borderline vanilla compared to like, <laughs> I'm like the amount of times people are like, what can you teach me? And I'm like, how to go to bed before nine? I don't know. What do you want to learn? <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm like, you want to read my favorite book? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? You know, I've had <laughs> friends that they're like, oh, this is my sexual friend. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, I know. We're, you're a party trick for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, my God. And then, like, they want to be saying all these stories of, like, or telling, and I maybe they feel a little more open because I'm in an industry where, you know, sex is talked about and it's a lot more normalized. But it's like, you don't have to tell me every single time. Or I mean, you can if you want, but. Right. It's just a little funny that they just see me sometimes or they assume that I'm going to be very sexual or that I'm into all these things. And it's like, nah, you know, I'm I'm also just a normal human being, too. Sure, there's like things here and there that, you know, just like anybody else, whenever you want to spice things up, whether it's in your sure. sex life or whether it's in front of the camera. But I mean, that's not 24 seven me. Right. At all. Right. Because. I'm not so sexual, it gets and allows me to connect a lot more deeply with certain people, members. I would like if they're fans, sometimes they just become friends because mm -hmm. we really connect on like regular life stuff that we're we both like anime, TV show or something like that. Yeah, it's so different because even when it comes to the fetish side of things, I focus a lot on I guess, can I say like, there's some very normal things that I can do that, you know, somebody can take in a very sexual way. And I right. didn't even have a clue. I had no clue. And it's like, oh, that's a fetish. Let me just continue doing it. One time somebody took me into a private show so that I could just, they wanted to watch me eat sushi. And I was like. You're like, I was hungry anyway. Perfect. 
worked out. I'm like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> um, so it's so something cool. as simple like that, that you can just enjoy yourself. <laughs> right, right. That's so awesome. So yeah. what is next for you? Because now you're, you're in this camp space, you're queen of camp. And you also have this like amazing relationship with like Pornhub and like, you get to do all these like cool things with them. So what, that was a very excited reaction. The tech is like where I'm kind of at right now, learning things, especially with 3D avatars. Um, yeah, um, I've been able to work with, um, it's actually my VR expert. They also work in creating these avatars. Um, they created one of me that it's like, they did my entire body, but we've also mm -hmm. been able to include other performers where we're just giving them head and like making their heads. Oh my God, between that and the flashlight, like you don't have to leave your house ever again for people to have like that. This is, this is great. You're living, you know how people are like, if there were another one of me, you're living that because they basically can build it. Yeah, and what I think a big major part of that is that I want to open a little gateway to, if they're not already kind of like, like what's going on over here in the virtual world and like the metaverse, I want to give them even just a little piece, because um, we're the little avatar heads that we're making of them. Uh, we give them a 3D uh, printing CAD file so they can print out their little head if they want to. And we're also giving them a metaverse, um, like they can upload their little head into the metaverse, um, depending on what platform they want to use, right? That is so cool. Yeah. And we're focusing, I'm focusing on that a little bit right now. And hopefully in the future, I do want to really reel in once I'm more involved in the tech space, um, getting people to not, you know, there's a big difference between sympathy and empathy. Mm -hmm. And I want there to be a lot more empathy and humanization within the adult industry. And I'm hoping to get people to be more involved in virtual reality so that in the future, when I create more content, which is geared towards creating a video that can make somebody feel like, oh my gosh, like a different way about even with women specifically and the kind of things that we go through mm -hmm. and also being in the adult industry. So I do want to work on creating um, videos on YouTube and wherever else I can share them on social media and et cetera, to involve people that are not in our industries to, I guess, at least help them understand a little bit more what it's really like or how things are, whether it's a good feeling or if it's a like sad feeling, something that we go through, like you were talking about mental health, bringing them into that space and just creating more awareness around that too. I love that. I love that. So you have like, you have big things coming down the pipeline. You're, you're, I love how much you've expanded on, oh, on thank this you. career. It's amazing. <laughs> That's super nice to say. Thank you so much. Oh my God, of course. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. And if you have anything you want to plug, like you have a really cool website, like beautiful website, but any like upcoming projects, website, socials, anything you want to plug, here's the, here's the space. Thank you. Okay. So if anybody wants to go and follow me, you can find all of my social media links off of my website, banksytv.com, B-A-N-K-S-I-E-T-V.com. My social, my Instagram and my Twitter, my personal ones are at Queen Banksy, but you can find everything on, on my website and my YouTube is really where I'm focusing my 
Banksy TV and my Instagram BTV series, which is, I guess, where I'm kind of doing a lot of broadcasting stuff. But yeah, my website is probably the best place and subscribing to my YouTube. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Thank you so, so much for chatting with me. Thank I had you. such a lovely time getting to know you. Yeah, I hope, <laughs> I, I hope we maybe keep in touch. Maybe I'll, I'm going to go find you on social media. Yes, I would love that. I would love to do these chats like literally anytime because I think ah. it's so nice. Like it's so nice to just like, it's exactly what I thought it would be, which is that this is literally an industry of just human can that other people have brought this whole like shame complex into that it where it just like simply doesn't belong yep. the amount of conversations we've had where the like the biggest takeaway working in the industry is there are people who have disabilities or difficult like you know family lives or whatever they're dealing with their own mental health stuff and you being there has made like an impact on them like that is and obviously there's parts of it that are just plain fun but like yeah. knowing that that other part exists too, it's so valuable, you know? Mm -hmm. So and it's all valid. Yes. A hundred percent. The fun stuff matters and all of the other sort of emotional stuff matters too. So yes. I am so happy we got to chat and I hope we get to do this again soon. Yes. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. <laughs>you so much for listening as a reminder we are always accepting questions about sex ed about relationships life advice we will accept it all we would love to hear from you so send us an email to alyssa explains it all pod at gmail.com